Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hola, damas y caballeros. It's another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events. With first-to-market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, college football, and even golf. Ben Online continues to be the online top or the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So if you head on over to Ben Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet, if you use our promo code Believe50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Alicia Del Valle taking uh, selfies <laughs> per the usual. Uh, it's your boys, Alonso Juan, babyface gimmick in the sky, Roger, and La Princesa de Picolandia, Alicia Del Valle. Uh, I, I, I wanted to uh, to start with one thing if I could have won. Absolutely, uh, sir. Because cause I know you're going to gloat a little bit about you know the negativity and all that stuff about the Dodgers losing, so let's get that shit out of the way. Uh, so, so the Dodgers dropped two to the uh, to your New York Metropolitans. Are, are you worried now? Are you concerned? Are you gonna? I was concerned up? all along. You guys are the ones Thank that are telling me I have nothing to worry about. Everything is fine. Sunshine in the world. Like completely ignoring the fact. Okay, let's see. Today, well, well, they scored... real quick, you you said you were they were gonna lose four games. They they won the the trip, so that's a win. Uh, oh, okay, I see. So. They lost two out of three against the second best team in the in the National League, and you're not concerned about that. You're no. not concerned by the fact that they scored two runs today. They scored one run yesterday. That this is what happens when and you the face Mets, good the pitching. Mets, the Mets didn't score that much as well either. That much? That, they uh, scored more than they, we they, did. Was, was, today they scored five runs. That was the highest right. scoring game. And yesterday they and scored the other, one more run and, than and we the did. The other games, but they were still low scoring against Tyler Anderson. Right? Do you think that they were going to get shut down by Tyler Anderson? They didn't get shut down by Tyler Anderson. They, got, they scored they more scored two, runs than we did. They scored two runs off Tyler Anderson. And how many did we score off of DeGrom? I'm just saying, did you think... How many did gonna... we score off of DeGrom, sir? We scored one. We could have scored exactly. two if it wouldn't have been for a great catch, right? So, so you sound the... like the people that are tweeting, like, the sky is falling because they lost two games to the Mets. It, it, because this is what can happen in the playoffs. This is what can happen in the playoffs. This is all I'm saying it, to you people. You guys think they're going to march through these teams. Whoa, 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 whoa. And they're whoa, not. No, 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 I did no. not say anything. Don't put me in that category. <laughs> oh, First of all, all this revisionist history right now, oh, all of us. Juan, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. So while you continue to spiral down the rabbit hole of fucking pain. Uh, I just just out of curiosity, uh, who was the first team in baseball to ninety wins? The Dodgers. Okay, sick. Who is uh, 
the closest team to even remotely being close to where they are in the wins category. In what league? Any league in baseball. I think it's the Astros. And do you know by how many? Uh, I, I I don't know the exact number. So does Six this, and a half. Does you know your what record in the regular season count for wins in the postseason? Hold on. Stop the car. So you're going <laughs> to sit here and tell me that right now that the Dodgers, who are also having a little bit of difficulty with some health things, who have a, a cushy – There you go. Hold there on. you go. Hold on. They have a cushy position to be able to take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit in the month of September. So that way they, I don't know, don't waste all of their bullets before the playoffs. They're not in a, they're, it's not okay for them to do that. Yeah, it is okay for them to do that. So then why is the sky falling? Because this can happen in the playoffs. So again, this great season that they're having this season where it's record setting, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to be the Seattle Mariners. We will be talked about as the Seattle Mariners. So you, so hold on, hold on. So you're gonna just to to take a step back. I I was trying to do the positive Paula Abdul, but fuck that at this point. <laughs> you're gonna sit here and tell me that the Dodgers are gonna be the Seattle Mariners and have a cataclysmic failure. Should we? Should we? You want to talk about revisionist history? They had the gas pedal going 100 miles an hour in 2019, and what good did that do them? Who the the Dodgers did in 2019? Were, were they not leaps and bounds? The, the best baseball team that season when they went out and lost to the Washington Nationals in the first round of the playoffs. Right, which is exactly what I'm saying could happen again this year. Okay, now they had – but what I'm saying is they had the gas pedal all the way through. <laughs> you want them to have the gas pedal all the way through. The, no, thing, the, the, thing, thing. the, the thing with Juan is he is so butthurt from Tom Needham fewer that he cannot get past <laughs> yes. any – any any playoff series that once you get to the playoffs, yes, you can lose, but it's a freaking playoffs, the best of the best. That's what's going to happen. You play the season, and once you get to the playoffs, you hope you can win it all, of course. And then I, I have made no secret one. about what my mentality is. Pain. I hope the Dodgers win. I expect them to lose. That has always been my mantra. That has <laughs> always been pain. my mantra. Alicia's go, go ahead. Go ahead, Alicia. <laughs> Even just saying that I expect them to lose hurts me to my core. You know what that's called? That's called cringe one. Okay, so this series, first of all, means way more to the Mets, does it not? Yes. Because they don't go to the playoffs every year like the Dodgers do. They haven't been there since 2016. They were, to use Alonzo's expression, all hands on deck, right? They 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 played it like it was a playoff game. Yeah. They freaking brought out their I'm glad that the inning. Dodgers, I'm glad that the Dodgers got a look at DeGrom. They haven't seen him in years. I'm glad that uh, they got to see Diaz, right? Oh, Diaz, the trumpet. <laughs> I'm glad that, I, of course I want my Dodgers to win at all times, and I know they can win, yeah. but that's what these kinds of series are for before the playoffs. So I'm not worried. The sky is not falling. People are jumping off cliffs and losing their minds because the Dodgers lost to the Mets. But I'm not panicking. This is supposed to happen. Now is the time to figure it out. And that's with injuries and everything. And and the the way they lost today, it's sloppy. They're they're not they like Alonso said they took their foot off the pedal. It's not as extreme for them, and it's 
and you have this atmosphere where the Mets fans and makes their whole year to beat the Dodgers. Everybody, the Dodgers have the biggest target on their back. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I don't expect them to lose. I, I'm, I'm happy that this went down, not that they lost, but that they saw the pitchers that they saw, that they uh, tried out the pitchers that they did, Dodgers pitchers. We'll see what happens. They know what they're doing. I have 100% faith in the Dodgers. Dave Roberts even said in Miami, bro, that right now they're trying to figure out whose job is going to be what mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They have an eight, and, they, and you know why they can do that? Because they have an 18-game lead in the division. Let me repeat that one. They have an 18-game lead on the division. I, I know you have, uh, just to use another analogy that's applicable here, I know you've suffered years of abuse being a Raiders fan. <laughs> Dang. The caveat here is the Los Angeles Dodgers, this current iteration, is not the Oakland Raiders or the Las not. Vegas Raiders. They, their whole thing is championship, right? They've even said so themselves. It would be super cool to get that all-time wins record, but what does that do for you in the postseason? Because the ultimate thing that everyone's going to remember is what? A world championship. So does that make you feel a little better, or do we need to continue to subscribe to a little bit more – you know, pain and years of abuse. Uh, there is nothing that you guys can say to me today that will make me feel better about this wow. team until they win the World Series. Until I actually see them hosting up the trophy, I, in the back of my mind, there is the fear that they're going to lose. Because they just what won in 2020? That's 2020. What year are we in right now, Rip Van Winkle? <laughs> Stop living in the past. It's better than 1988, right? Rip. Yeah, but that we're moving on from that now, man. We are talking all season long. All we've talked about is how great the Dodgers are. This is a great team. This is a great team, they right? They they're are. not even trying, and they're beating people, right? So that should equate to a championship. So you're all I'm tell saying me. is until we get that championship, that's when I will rest and be able to enjoy it. Up so until then, what I hear is Dave Roberts saying it is alarming to me the amount of times that Chris Taylor strikes out. That's Dave Roberts, not me. It is Dave Roberts saying it's alarming to him that Chris Taylor. So when you say that he they took their foot off the gas, does that mean that if they put the foot on the on the if they would have kept their foot on the pedal, Gavin Lux is a great defensive player? Because Babyface was saying something different before. Right? Right, Babyface? You were saying, who was the curse? Who was the curse that you said? Well, today? he doesn't today, subscribe to today, Jesus. Is, is what today, the, today was it was on Lux, right? He makes just today, he made though, that two, doesn't two make it a curse. Well, no. How like many Alicia, times have we said it was on Lux? But on, like Alicia was saying, it was sloppy play. They got sloppy right That's there. That's why right. they lost. It's not, it not lack of talent. I mean, the Dodgers are stacked on stacked on stacked. It is like right. an abundance of riches. I'm not worried. Chris Taylor, if that's the weak link, that's one out of i mean we have uh, even the sorriest guys are better than most players on other teams the do you know what, do you know, what freddie, do you know what freddie freeman said mvp candidate freddie freeman said today what i don't think you should read anything into the loss so if, if freddie freeman is saying that who who next to paul goldschmidt's probably the best first baseman in the national league also plays for the los angeles dodgers it, it doesn't want anyone to read I, too I, much into I also, it oh go ahead the Do the Dodgers have now seen the Mets hand. Yep. They have nothing else where we can, we're still, I mean, 
Alonso Bonham, Roberts is talking about we're still figuring out the roster. We're still seeing where where pieces are going to go. Trace Thompson, like, you know, Gallo, all of that is still being worked out. And the pitching situation is like Trinan is coming back. I mean, there's still things. The Mets haven't seen our best at our best yet. We've seen the Mets at their best, and I'm not worried. There's, I'm not. There's a, there's a comment, <laughs> and now you know that Juan is completely off the edge when Sports Empire is saying that that Juan woke up to the intro's violence. He's <laughs> a Raiders fan. Look, what, what, what I am telling you guys is this. Okay, you guys say, don't worry, hey, Chris Taylor striking out. Don't worry about it. He's not going to play. Okay, if Chris Taylor's not going to play, that means Cody Bellinger's going to play. But I didn't say that Do either. Do you guys what? think Cody Bellinger is offensively just burning it up right now? Again, we're, it's like one guy. Out of <laughs> but it's not one guy. Now it's two guys. Hold on. Wait, that, wait, now it's two-thirds of our outfield. is also coming back from an injury. So, also, you, so, so you mean to tell me that just because he – granted, he did his rehab assignment and he looked fine, but he's still adjusting and coming back from an injury – you're telling me that he's not allowed a little bit of a learning curve to adjust again after being out for, I don't remember, he was out for, what, a month? No, he's absolutely allowed. What I am reacting to is the manager of the baseball team telling the media, not keeping it with him himself, but announcing it to the media, to the media that he is alarmed by the amount of t- t- number of times that Chris Taylor strikes out. But you don't think so that means you can't that play him to, right. to light a fire under his ass? Managers do that shit all the time. Look, but that same thing happened to Max Muncy. Do you think Max Muncy wanted to suck in the beginning of the season? No, but he was, it wasn't but, a lack of effort. I don't think it's a lack of effort with Chris Taylor. But those are two completely different situations. And, right. and truthfully, not even fair to equate. But we're getting closer to the playoffs. We're running out of time. If he doesn't figure it out by the playoffs, that means he's not playing, right? Because the same way we saw if Kimbrell's struggling, the Dodgers aren't going to put him out there. So now we have less and less people that we can play. We already struggled against DeGrom. So DeGrom mowed us down. So to Alicia's point, the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles, who are incredibly stacked, even in the minor league system, who have options that they can bring up, aren't allowed to play around with their lineup and tinker with it to be like, hey, maybe this guy won't be ready for the first playoff series. Maybe, I don't know, let's give James Outman a call. So do you think uh, Dave Roberts, who favors veterans, is all of a sudden going to start playing minor leaguers in the playoffs? Miguel Vargas was in the taxi squad and is getting called up. Why the hell not? If you have, yeah, if but, you have the options, in the playoffs, why the hell not? In the playoffs, okay, last in year. In the playoffs, gentlemen, because uh, you are the stats geeks, um, how does Chris Taylor's performance in the playoffs stand up to historic, like to, to history? Like in comparison to uh, like the regular season? I'm just saying, isn't he known to come through during yeah, the Because playoffs? he hit the home run against the Cardinals? He's a reliable bat. Yeah. He's reliable. I mean, maybe that's why they keep him around. I don't, I don't know. Again, I'm putting maybe blindly – my faith in what the Dodgers are doing. They know. Yeah, they're they're doing. I don't think they're going to DFA Chris Taylor. What I'm saying is the baseball gods, I believe, are angry because these injuries are not coming at the right time. People going into slumps and struggling, this is not the time you want them to go into slumps when the playoffs start. I mean, we're it's September 1st. Well, actually, actually, it's a pretty good time because most slumps – when a player goes slump, it's about two, three weeks, and then they come out of it. When will that be? 
playoff time, right? I, I hope you're right because Max Muncy, I'm sure, was telling himself it's going to be two to three weeks. Cody Bellinger, I think, was telling himself and at the same time you it's going to be two you, to three weeks. You on the show have been one that said Cody <laughs> Bellinger gets his Pleasure. big hits. You've been one of those that like Cody Bellinger gets his big No, that's Alonzo. Alonzo's argument is that he's a clutch player, and he showed it in the playoffs. He was the one that stepped up last year. And, and, what I, mean, I am saying is – this is the playoffs, and if this team does not win, this is the same thing that Dylan Hernandez wrote, and he got crapped on. If this team doesn't win the World Series, it's a bust year. We will be talked about and made fun of the same way the Seattle Mariners were made when they broke the record. That's what I'm saying is there is a possibility that could happen, right. and we should be prepared for that. If it does happen, no, the reason I'm not prepared for it yet is because a we're not in the playoffs, and b you don't know whose jobs, as far as roster stuff goes, is going to have what job or whatever position come playoff time because they're figuring that out. It's September first one. It's yes. not. It's not now. If if this conversation was I don't know September twentieth, different story, right? But September first, rosters just expanded today. And you're going to sit here and tell me that I should be worried that the sky is falling because the Dodgers are going to lose the World Series. That's Then in that case, then what's the point of getting to the postseason? Yeah, I, I think what it is is I'm the only one that has the Kirk Gibson attitude. No. And you guys are all Kenley Jansen. That's fake. You're news. all who cares. That's you guys fake are news. like, who cares? That's all I'm it is. I am Kirk Gibson saying, you know what? This is why you guys have never won a championship. Are That's you calling yourself is. a red-ass right now? Because I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> I beg to differ that you're a red-ass. I, I would say more uh, pessimistic-ass, but not a red-ass. I just don't think it's good losing two out of three to also, the bro, team that is the second-best team in the NL. But bro, we you, never see them. The Dodgers no, don't. This you, is the time to see them and figure it out. It's if, not if, the playoffs. To Alicia's, Buck Walter said after the damn game, that the if there's a team that can take their that they they don't have to be on 100%, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he even said to himself that it's good for his guys to know that they can go out and beat the Dodgers. Cool. But the Dodgers themselves, Freddie Freeman, who I think it's fair to say is a leader in that clubhouse, obviously a very good baseball player, came out and just said to not look too much into that loss. And you know what? I tend to side with Freddie Freeman because you're not going to win every damn game either. But also, you don't want to show the Mets your hand. like. And also, Clayton Kershaw's first start coming back from injury. He looked good. He did. He, but he in, looked in, good. And the preposterous thing is that that's not Kershaw 100%. And you sit here and sit on a throne of lies and expect me <laughs> to side with you that the Dodgers are going to just – let the trophy get away from them like it's already in their hands. Bro, you still have to get to the postseason where anything can happen. CC the 2019 Los Angeles Dodgers. Juan, Juan, do you think the Mets like just kicked the Dodgers' ass over these three games? Those, Like you say, those games could have gone either way. All 100%. three games could have gone either way. Yep. Yeah, they could have, but they didn't. That's what I'm focusing on. And that's that the years of abuse coming up. In baby faces, the, I, I respect what he's saying. It was not none of them were dominant blowouts. Degrom, Degrom, you, the East Coast bias was alive and well after Degrom won. Like, good yeah. lord, we get it. Calm down. And even at that, and, and to but Jay, that guy Degrom's deserves credit. it. 
the guy's he a, a hell of a pitcher. He, he, I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't think, think Tyler Anderson matched him, though, that game? No, he didn't yeah. match him because Tyler Anderson gave up two runs, and but Jacob DeBrom only gave up one. Did I he think, think Tyler he, Anderson was going to give only two runs? So when Sandy Koufax wins one nothing, that pitcher <laughs> matched Sandy Koufax? But, no, you're 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 missing the point. You're you're trying to think what, like, what point Tyler, am I missing? Like Tyler Anderson, did he not put a good game? Tyler Anderson yes, pitched a lost. good game. That's a quality start, though. That's and a what I'm saying start. is Tyler Anderson could pitch a good game in so, the playoffs, so if and the Dodgers Tyler, could lose. So if Finding Nemo doesn't catch that ball and Justin Turner hits the home run, Degrom gives up two runs. Then what? Hold on, did you yeah, just call him but Finding ne Nemo? Nemo caught yeah. the ball. That's stuff that happens that's a, that's in the playoffs. Finding, finding Nemo. Finding whatever. Nemo. I've never heard of that one. Like, so if Cody sorry. Bellinger doesn't catch that ball in the Padres series when the Dodgers win the World Series, then what happens? But, but that again, to your point about revision. But Cody history, Bellinger caught the ball, so there's caught a difference. The damn ball. How, how are you going to sit here and try to revise that and then catastrophize it and then blow it up into, like, the Dodgers sucking? You can't do that. I, I'm not saying the Dodgers are sucking. What I am saying to you guys is that there's other good teams. Like the way Dontrell says it, those guys drive nice cars too. And didn't so I just... there is a possibility. Nothing is given that just because right. this team has a great regular season record, it doesn't mean that this is going to translate to postseason success. We've seen it happen many times. The divisional series is only five games. I, I say screw it. Screw the season next season and just start in the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> That's the only but, way it's gonna make. Well, and then here yeah. is the other, the other, the other point that I was trying to make. One, yes. the playoffs are longer now. So yeah. you're telling me that uh, the Dodgers having the luxury of being able to take their foot off of the gas pedal to figure out who is going to be where on the roster and what their job is going to be for the postseason, they're not allowed to do that and then drop a couple games to not show their hand to the second best team in the league. Get out of here. Get no, out of here with that. No one is saying they're not. This is exactly. You are, though. You are? No, what I am saying, I think I'm saying two different things. They are Probably. allowed to do this. What I am saying is, guys, the Mets are good. Right. And the Mets beat us this series. The Mets could, could beat us in the postseason. You guys don't think so. You guys think that that series is going to be the Dodgers. And I hope you guys are right. So you're, you're going to sit here and tell me that if the Dodgers play to their full potential, and they have whatever they need sorted out in, on their roster that the Mets can 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 bang with them. I don't think they can. Yeah, I think they can. I don't think they can. Bro. Tyler Anderson pitched to his full potential, and then he lost. I I, I don't. I mean, if that were the case, then why Are haven't the Padres won the damn division? Right. Are we going to go down every pitching scenario? They didn't see all of our best pitchers. They didn't. Right. So I, I'm 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 confident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again. I'll give them the Degrom game, guys. Yeah. Alonso Babyface. Yeah. That's not gonna win it. No. One Degrom win, right? Because he's like the second coming, according to MLB. But it's not going to win at all. And no. I'm still confident in the Dodgers. Of course, I know there are good teams. That's <laughs> why we love baseball. I still believe that we have the best team with the best chances currently, right now, even after those losses. Even with them not being fully healthy, I still give the Dodgers the edge, and that's solely because they have the depth. The, Mookie Betts said it best, and I agree with him, that Jake, Jake DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom, may be one of the best that have, has ever done it, right? And, and to his credit, he is. But Max Scherzer is not what Max Scherzer used to be. No disrespect to him. He's still a great starter. And then who do you have going after that? 
the guy who pitched today. And Chris, shut them so, down. Okay, so, so so you're gonna sit here and tell me that Jacob Degrom, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett are better than Julio Diaz, Dustin May, Kershaw. Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw. Should I keep going? No, hey, but, come on, dude. But that's just assuming that Dustin May is going to be in the playoff rotation. We don't know what these guys that's are even going to do. Even if he comes out in relief, Mets. though, that's the same thing for the Mets. DeGrom exactly. has a history of injuries. Scherzer, he gets tired out and he can't go. Every no, but we know DeGrom is going to pitch. If he you doesn't get hurt, Dodgers... you, know that? you know that 100% that he's going to pitch? That's the thing with Jacob DeGrom. If there's a knock on Jacob DeGrom, it's been his consistent health. That's the only knock on the guy. No one's ever knocked his stuff. No one's ever knocked his ability. It's just been staying healthy, right? Remember when the Mets beat us in the playoffs? And that guy Jacob DeGrom pitched at Dodger Stadium? And how long yeah. ago was that? Seven years right. ago. Okay, seven. and then who was on that roster? So as far this, as pitching, but he's Walker? done it right. So the, this right, idea it, that he's matter. never pitched Tom, in the playoffs, Tom but dude, is going to come out for the Dodgers and he's going to give up a bomb. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. That was that dude. At this point, not only was that a different decade ago, that was a really long time ago. That iteration of the Dodgers is not this team. This Dodgers team may be one of the best teams that's ever been constructed, ever. Not just for the Dodgers, ever. And you could put that up against those Yankees teams from way back in the day. This is a really good team. And you're going to sit I, here and – I don't – I don't – okay, I, li I like that one wants us to prepare right. for the worst, right? That's yeah. what I think – is that what your goal is? Yeah, it, right? it, it right? is because this but is what's going to happen. Why not swing it the other way? What is Thank so you. hard about preparing to win? That's about, like going into a fight and getting about, ready to get yeah, hit in the like, face. Oh, I mean, I'm probably going to lose, but I might as well fight anyway. No, you yeah. have to believe. The way it's set up right now, even with the losses, they haven't even seen the Dodgers' best stuff. Nope. The pitcher Bassett today, it was sloppy Dodgers playing that lost the game. Yep. There was nothing magical and the slumps of a couple of players. And and that the, I told you this series meant more to the Mets, to those fans as well. Then what? Like again, we're we're good. We go. We're so spoiled. We go to the playoffs every year that we're kind of used to it. And and I don't take it for granted. I'm just saying, they. I'm glad that this happened. Not the not the losses, but that they saw the Mets best, and that they figure they um are using these losses to figure out how to prepare for when we see them in October because it looks like we're going to. And they even get some time off and to heal up and get it together yep. and, and, and you know, fortify their plan against the Mets, right? The MLB's beloved Mets. So I'm still, I'd rather focus on how things should go right than preparing for them to lose. Let me ask you something, Juan. Yes, In sir. In the 2020 World Series, what do you think uh, Chris Taylor's just slash line was? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was... At probably average 217 he had 11 strikeouts one walk five hits and he had uh, uh i believe three rbis so you're gonna sit here and tell me for a guy that strikes out a lot that dave roberts is alarmed by who had 11 strikeouts in a world series which ultimately they won that's the guy that you're worried about when you have will smith freddie freeman trey turner should I keep going? Because they, yeah, they that's, have that's the top of the lineup, right? 
And then your bottom of the lineup, when Gavin Lux is on, he's on, right? There's some other guy named Max Muncy. What an amazing year, Lux. Yeah. Some <laughs> other jabroni named Max Muncy who's also figuring out <laughs> at the right time. So you're going to sit here and tell me that I should be worried about those guys when at the same time, Chris Taylor hit 217 in the World Series in 2020 that they ultimately won with 11 strikeouts. I'm not worried because at the end of the day, too, Chris Taylor has had his playoff moments, right? He's a super utility guy. That dude probably would be an everyday player elsewhere, except he's opted to stay here and take less money as well to be with this team to win. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, right, is winning. So, you, oh, go ahead, Roger. I was going to say, and you know what else we're overlooking because Juan's being a negative Nancy? Dang. Who, who Who's the only one pretty much on the Mets that did pretty good? Starling Marte. Did we expect yeah. Starling Marte? What happened to Pete Alonso? He got shut down. That's the guy you would think was going to do the damage, right? But he and got that, shut down. And that's, the, and that's the quiet part out loud, right, is the Mets – yeah, the, the the Dodgers played sloppy. And I'm not going to sit here and say that also the Dodgers was laid down and took it, right? The Mets simply outplayed the Dodgers. They played smarter baseball. That's what happened. But when the the the, brights, the lights are the brightest, you have plenty of guys with the Dodgers that can figure it out and they can get it going. I, if I was worried about the Dodgers, come on, dude. How, how loud would I be about being worried about the Dodgers? I'm not worried about it, dude. This is the time where they figure it out. This isn't, honestly, you really think that this team, when we look back on it in hindsight, you know, even 20 years from now, even if they don't win a championship, it's one of the best teams that's ever been put together. (laughs) And and the reason I say that is because baseball is a game of history, right? So when you go back and you look at all these lineups, this is one of the best teams that's ever been put together, ever, ever. And it's built to win. The thing that you don't want them apparently to do, they're built to win. And I, I, I want them to win. I just don't share in your guys' optimism that it's a done deal, that they're going to win. You know what? I, I tell them you're a Raiders fan. When, when me, Alicia, and Alonso go to the parade, Juan's not going with us. <laughs> yeah. He's not allowed. That's why I'll, I'll watch on TV. I'll, I'll, I'll watch on TV. I just uh, – I, there are things – look, I mean, I thought they were going to win. I, I I thought they were going to win last but year. But also, you can't. I thought they were going to win last game. year, and guess what? Atlanta was pretty damn good. Right, but and, that's why they won the championship. Right. Oh, so yeah, but I, I, this team is better Phil, than last year's team. Yes, Philip. Philip, don't encourage him. Don't encourage <laughs> him. Don't, don't don't feed the don't feed the the gimmick. Please don't, because then it just gets worse from there. And by the way, for for all of you that are joining us, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate the. Uh, the engagement, Philip. I'm not going to acknowledge what you just said. That we should block him actually for that. Uh, Sports Empire also. Uh, what did Sports Empire say? Uh, we get complacent because they look good on paper. Listen, man, I agree with that. But at the same time, they look good in person too. They won ninety games on paper. Yeah, we just not go over the the dominance of. <laughs> they, like, they are the best team in baseball, and it's not even Dodgers close. Worst <laughs> players are better than so many other players throughout the league. Like, and that's not even to disrespect the rest of the league because, not, like Dontrell said, it's it's they drive hundred thousand dollar cars too, right? But yes. the Dodgers, the Dodgers are, are are the nicer car right now. Um, but but I listen if you're joining us. Um, What's up, uh, Ramos? What's up, Galley Fizzle? Thank you for hanging thank out. Thank you for joining us. Chime in. See if you agree with Juan. Uh, I'll, I'll politely ignore you. But if uh, <laughs> if you, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, I'm being uh, no. censored. I'm being censored. Being, are you are you are you going to go that route now that you're being censored? If only no, they I'm heard not. you in real life, bro. 
Why, um, can, I, can I ask one? Sure. Yes. What What would it take for you to feel confident with this team? When they win the World Series. That's what I was going to say. That's it? it? Nothing? That, I mean, because they cannot statistically, historically, the Dodgers cannot win every single game. It's impossible. And, and, and it's fine because to me, the, the regular season I know is over. I know the regular season doesn't mean anything anymore because they've already locked the division. All so, this is about the playoffs. Okay. So they are more than likely going to get the Bravos in the second round because I think the show pods are going to end up with the five seed. I think the Phillies are going to drop off to the six. The Bravos and the show pods, I, I I mean, the thing is, is that series is only going to go three games. So, you know, I don't know how much they're really going to take out of one another in three games, but we're either going to get the Bravos or we're going to get the show pods in the second round. The Bravos, they're a good team. They got a good lineup. And I know you guys think, well, today was, you know, they gave the game away. I remember watching the World Series in 2022 when they couldn't throw to home and they ended up losing a game in game five. Luckily, the next day, Blake oh. Snell got taken out. Well, Those the little future. things. Oh, hold on. Hold I, I on. also remember Bill Buckner I letting a ball so... go through his legs. Things I'm... can happen. I, I... And the one game can change. Juan remembers. Yeah. Like, That's what I like. <laughs> Listen, I... The movie, The Jim Carrey, Eternal Sunshine of the Stars. Oh, Eternal oh, Sunshine of the That's what I named. In yeah, one you of those chairs right now. You're absolutely right, Alicia. I cannot do the Yoda thing and unlearn what I have seen. And this is, it's funny that you say this because one of our listeners, the great Oscar Basulto told me this, and he, and he wanted to challenge you on this, Alicia. This whole argument of Dodger fans are spoiled. Oh he was just like, tell that to the Brooklyn Dodger fan. Tell that to the Dodger fan who grew up in the 70s and saw their teams lose in the World Series all the time. I cannot speak for something that I am not part of. <laughs> Currently, yeah. For um, almost a decade now, Dodger fans have been spoiled. I'll stand by that. Yeah. that. But of course, I remember the drought. I remember the McCourt years. I remember all of that desmadre. But currently, we are spoiled. And right. not just with the Dodgers winning, but the experience of going to Dodger Stadium, of of having the the of being in LA, which I don't think we get respect for throughout the rest of the league and from other fans. I literally just heard a nationally syndicated radio star that we are forced to listen to on the mornings here. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Like, just poo-poo LA fans. We don't care about baseball. We don't know what a true, what did he say? Um, uh, LA doesn't care about college football. Have you been to a USC football game, especially when we're winning? Like, we sell out the Coliseum. Like, the disrespect is so rampant. So, yes, I might throw around that word spoiled too often. But right now, currently, we are spoiled. In fact, Babyface, I want a shirt. Please make me a shirt that says spoiled in the logo of the Dodgers. I want it to be, like, spoiled right there. Well, And to push back a little bit on, on Oscar, uh, to use another comparison, so you mean to tell me that because, for instance, the New York Yankees, they're really good in the 90s, really good in the 90s, right? The late 90s, early 2000s, because they were so successful. And then after George passed away, God rest his soul, they weren't very good. 
that means that everyone has to suffer because of that. No, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Because the ask, ask Alicia's friend Nick Turturro if he suffers. But, but even at <laughs> that, but again, right, right, right Alicia? Dang, yeah. I mean, and his team is the team that has won the most World Series in the history of the sport. But if you watch Nick Turturro, <laughs> you would think his team never won a championship ever. Like well, he was but, a Cubs fan or something like that. Well, but but again, to to the to he's to also that. stuck in the past like someone else we yes. know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say right there is, bro, he's stuck in 1985 like you are, apparently. Because no, it's you, just you can't unlearn that stuff. Even you when you're experienced so you're gonna tell me, trauma, if you experience trauma, you can't just tell someone who's experienced trauma, forget about it, put it behind you. No, I'm not saying with the trauma with, has become a part of who you are. Right. But but uh, I mean, when you're watching a team that is the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, this current team that has not only three pitchers in the NL that are top that are top five in wins and ERA, right? But they they have this I can't even find the stupid stat. I wrote it down. Their run differential is insane. It's insane. Yeah. It it's is. one of the best ones ever. And you're gonna sit here and tell me I wasn't even born in the seventies for starters. <laughs> that I have to sit here and and be in pain. I mean the Lakers weren't very good in the early nineties and I was around for that after Magic went you know, Magic had to step away because of his reasons. The Lakers sucked. But I didn't sit here and say, Oh, well they're gonna be bad because what did the Lakers do? They figured out how to reload. What have the Dodgers done? They figured out how to reload, right? And yeah, the McCourt years are brutal. I remember that, but they weren't too bad because you had Eric Keros, you had Eric Gagne, you had a bunch of guys, Adrian Beltre. I mean, we could keep going for a little while longer because they had some guys too. They also, I mean, you said so yourself. That '99 team was a really good team, and it didn't get the flowers that they deserve. So yeah. don't sit here and tell me that I have to feel bad about whatever. When currently, for the last ten plus years, the Dodgers have been good. And all, and and I know, even the bit aside, right? I, I know we, we we do a lot of bits on the show, and we we we're trying to do one to enter into the thing that we're about to do about the Padres. Even the Padres, who have loaded up. For the last couple of years, they've loaded up, right? They've made moves. They've went out and got arms. They, they, I mean, one of the guys, Joe Musgrove, that's with the Padres. I, I, I have always wanted him to be a Dodger from the time that he was kind of a really good prospect to now because the Dodgers are good at trading for prospects. They've loaded up and they've learned it's not easy. It's not easy to do that stuff and to go out there and to win a division every single year or at least compete to win it for a division every single year. So I know you're stuck in 1985, the year before I was born, <laughs> but I have moved on and understand that the Dodgers just won a championship two years ago, two years ago. And there's people in our market and that have said. And should have won in 2017. Yes. But don't get me started on that. No, no, that's its own thing. But, there's people, but there's people in our fucking market that have said that the Mookie Betts, have asked if the Mookie Betts deal is bad. You got a championship out of it. How are you going to ask that preposterous question? So again, I lead into the Oscar thing. How I understand that years of abuse is a thing, and I know I joke about it. But right now, to Sports Empire's thing, on paper and in real life, the Dodgers are very good, and the Dodgers are in a cushy spot to be able to say, "Hey, we're going to chill out a little bit so we can figure out who's going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do in the postseason." <laughs> and they're not going to win every game, man. And I'm cool with them not not showing their hand to everybody. You, you know, she brought up the 2017. I I want to publicly say this because. There was something that happened uh, that I, I find really interesting. They banged trash cans. I am no longer on the train that the Dodgers should have won in 2017. Oh, boy. 
Uh, I don't I don't know if you guys have heard what Josh Reddick said. Did you guys? Did, and, 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 you're gonna, and, and you're going to believe what Josh Reddick so said. So listen. Let, no, let, no. Let, this is what I'm getting to my point. Okay, is, go ahead. You didn't read the book when we had uh, the guy who uh, wrote Asterisk. And Martino. And I told you the number of times that Dodgers got mentioned yeah. in that book yeah. was a little concerning for me. But I dismissed it, right? Because I was so angry at the Astros. Now you got guys like Sandy Alcantara saying the Dodgers are cheating. You got guys like Josh Reddick. All I'm saying is this. I hope it's not true. But if something comes out, we're going to look like, I mean, you don't, I mean, we've been bashing the Astros for so long, but if something comes out that the Dodgers were cheating, what are we going to do? Like, how do we defend that? Every listen, I I live by what ifs. I'm the the Astros have the Astros were the the 2017 they cheated and they caused men to lose their livelihood. Yes, they cheated us out of our victory. That team was amazing that year, and yet I can't go by what ifs. I'll cross that bridge if the but right now that hasn't been proven, right? Nope, right? What has been proven, they cheated. Yes, so I'm gonna stand by that. I, this this live is giving me anxiety. I am so <laughs> just gonna have a panic attack. Bummed and like. But listen, <laughs> even then, even then, we, we I mean, we had Adrian Gonzalez on what uh, two years ago now. I can't remember how long it's been. It's been a while. Even he said to himself, "The full truth hasn't come out, right?" And it probably never will because a lot of those guys keep all that shit close to the vest, right? Yeah. But even if it does come out and there is some damning evidence. They weren't, it's not, and, and I'm not even condoning cheating because at the same time, if you ever played baseball, everyone cheats in some capacity. Everyone cheats. I don't give a fuck if you're the best player on the planet. Everyone tries to find a competitive edge, right? That's the trying. Right. But now, the Astros did. But the we Astros, and fe- what the Astros did, the reason why the Astros thing is so bad, and I can't believe we have to fucking relitigate this again, that the reason it's so bad is because that's leaps and bounds above the traditional is cheating. It's yeah. one thing to steal signs. Everyone steals signs, right? Yeah. Everyone does that shit. But it's another when you have figured out a way to invoke technology to steal those signs. That's why what the Astros did is so egregious. Because even if the Dodgers did try to find a competitive edge to try to compete with those other guys, everyone knows that every team does that. And I'm not, again, I'm not condoning what the Astros did. If anything, I'm completely against what the Astros did because even if the, no one's proved it, but if there was a buzzer, that's even worse than what they've said has been done. So don't give me that shit as far as like, oh, well, what if with the Dodgers? Because, again, we live in absolutes. We can't live in what ifs because it, the, are, the, are the Houston Astros still the 2017 World Series champions? Yes, they are. Okay, then there we go. Nothing changes. There's no asterisk. There's none of that shit. We can be petty about it. But the other part is, is everyone's moved on. Because the Dodgers are the 2020 World Series champions. I mean, and if we really wanted to be petty, how many people are still pissed about, oh, the, it, it's a Mickey Mouse championship? It's still a championship, right? And so, in my opinion, it's probably harder to win that than it would have been to win a regular World Series because you won it in a bubble. And that season was almost perfect for what Juan is arguing. They almost went yeah. straight into the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, again, it, it, at the end of the day, you're, there, there's no point to relitigate that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of bad shit that happened, right? Mm-hmm. But if we relitigate it, clearly baseball doesn't give a single shit because if they did, there's then, then why why is AJ Hinch managing again? If it's if it if they really cared, it, why I, is Car- 
Why is Carlos Correa getting max deals more or less if if it was that egregious? I think this episode has become an episode of the bear because everyone on the live, I think it's experiencing anxiety and it's it's uncomfortable. I'm just fired up because I don't understand where your pain is coming from as far as like, I understand where it comes from, but it doesn't make any damn sense. You're catastrophizing something that hasn't even happened yet. No, but I find it really. Do you think that Riddick uh, Riddick was just dismissed because he's just universally disliked? Like nobody took what he said seriously at all. I don't hear anybody talking about Sandy Alcantara basically saying they knew what that what was coming. Like you know why? Because the Dodgers are it. just that good, dude. The so Dodgers everybody are just, just that accepted good. that. I mean, if if it were if everyone thought that these guys were cheating, mm-hmm. don't you think? That somehow, some way, someone would find a way to source that and leak that out by this point? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you guys. I find it very interesting that this wasn't a bigger story. Alicia, Alicia, please. To bring up the ex again. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Especially because this is public record. Oh, boy. He's got a new girlfriend now. Festivus Uh is getting weird. He is a scout for the Yankees. He and his friends that I've sat with at Dodger games, all talked about how the Astros were dirty cheaters. Yep. Different teams came into, Do- not any of them said to me, and they could have, like I've known these guys for a couple years. No one was saying all oh, but the Dodgers, right? I mean, all it was a consensus sitting behind home plate, them saying dirty cheaters. Yeah, because what they did is leaps and bounds worse than just regular cheating. 2007 it was before that i'm sorry it was during that season by the way yeah but you guys haven't noticed this stuff like a lot of the padre fans have been accusing the dodgers of cheating and and the fact that nobody has accused the dodgers is not true remember in andy martino's book right brewers did file grievances against the dodgers in that series in 2018 and the nlcs but nothing nothing was proven but i just find all of a sudden this 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 uh, narrative that the Dodgers are cheaters, I, I I'm curious as to where it's coming from. Well, a lot of it's coming. Uh, it's listen, coming from haters, Thank like they, they have to take us down. Whenever you're at the top, you have more and more stuff thrown at the wall to see what sticks. I agree with Alonso. In baseball, stealing signs, all of that is is common. It's known. That's fine. But the technology part of it is what put the Astros over the top. And they knew what Kershaw was throwing. They knew what Rio was throwing. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sorry, Darvish. Like, it, oh, yeah. it is, un, it is, it pisses me off more. I can't get over it because MLB didn't punish them. In yeah. my opinion. And you know what? Get over it. And, and, and I would have done exactly what Joe Kelly did. I would have hit someone so fucking fast because <laughs> at the end of the day, you're, you're disrespecting the game. That, but that's completely different than what even then what like if they're if they're accusing the Dodgers of cheating and that's why they're so good. Just I mean, at some point there, there's going to be haters. I mean, uh, to use a basketball analogy, remember how pissed off everyone was when Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh formed that super team in Miami. Yeah, and everyone was pissed. Oh, that's not fair. The Miami Heat made it work, right? And they went out and they destroyed everybody. Well, now, fast forward, that was what, in 2012? So fast forward almost 10 years. 
how many super teams are in the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was so mad about that. The Warriors had a super team. The Warriors are a super team currently, right? You know, you have the Brooklyn Nets. There's all these little super teams, and all of a sudden it's cool to be a super team. The Dodgers are a super team. So they may not be labeled that, but they're a super team. Because when I mean I, I said so myself here, I never thought that they were going to go out and get Freddie Freeman. I didn't think he was going to come. I thought he was going to stay a Brave. Shit went sideways. He's a Dodger now. And you have Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner. All these. That's a super team. And we haven't even gotten to Will Smith yet. We still haven't even talked about the pitching staff. That's a super team. So of course, if they're going out there and winning with ease, of course people are going to think they're cheating. But even at that. What the Astros did is incredibly egregious. And, and if the people that should have lost their livelihood are people that are still working in the game, and that's a goddamn crime. That's a goddamn crime. And if the Padres are crying about cheating, I regret to inform you there is a guy that tried to cheat there. Uh, I mean, it's a little awkward, but, I mean, th- that guy cheated, and, and he got busted for it. It's out in the open. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. The face uh, of baseball, right, is on the Padres. They, yeah. you know, Simeon's the right. The twenty, <laughs> the, the twenty twenty Lakers are labeled a super team. That's a perfect example. They went out and traded for Anthony Davis. The the twenty, what was the twenty, the twenty? No, no I'm sorry, I forget what year the, the Lakers traded for Pau Gasol. The Memphis Grizzlies are still waiting on their return for Pau Gasol. They have no <laughs> idea what the hell they traded for that guy. A lot, a lot. Of this this shows like gotten like way off the track so let's try and bring well, it back in a little bit it's because of the festival our, our, our guests are ready to leave They're well like, and that's been, fine at the that's door f- like the, the airing of grievances started three months early and that's not and, my fault but and the by only- the way for those of you in the chat these comments are cracking me up if this has been a traumatizing episode for you and you don't want to <laughs> see the family fight anymore and you just don't think this is not good don't ever do this again Please let us know because Philip Lopez chimed in with been waiting for this type of conversation with all of you guys going back and forth. Welcome to the real carne asada. I'll bring the 24 pack of modelos. Well, it's because we are now the, I feel the like drunk I need one right now well, after this episode. It's because we're now the, thinks he's at Dodger Stadium. Dodger fans arguing amongst each other. It's because we're now we're now the drunk uh, aunts and uncles at the fucking carne asada. That's us now. Like we, so, we've moved on. The We're only what? The only what if I'm ever gonna wonder about is what if Needing Fewer doesn't give him that homer? <laughs> how how is Juan's life different going no, forward? Now, I, if Marvel what? if Marvel is listening, and Alicia, if you can get the contact, Please. I want them to make a what if if Tom Needing Fewer never hits that home run. Because there's a what if Marvel life. universe out there somewhere, and Juan's in it, and and dude. I I, I'm remaking that movie and calling it La, Vi- La Vida Maravilla. And it's going to be about <laughs> me looking back at my life. If Tom Needenfear got Jack Clark out and then the I... Dodgers went on to face the Royals. <laughs> That's such a great concept for a, for a movie right there, baby. The part I don't understand about all this, Juan, is yes. you've – I understand that your sports fandom has, has given you pain. I understand yes. What I don't understand is you, you're actually a fan of a good team and you're still like, oh, I want to put that ching as much. Like, I, like, that's the part I don't get. Right. You're an LAFC fan and they're, they're the bona fide favorite to win the league. And I work in that league and, and I know. You're a UCLA fan. That's a push. You're a Raider fan. Pain. You're a Laker fan. Also pain right now. And you're a Dodger fan. So I, I don't understand. I mean, you, you have a couple good options there that are that are like winners in two of those franchises are two of the most important franchises in all of sports, not the Raiders, but the, the Lakers and the Dodgers. 
I mean, it could be worse. He could he could be a podcast, right? Oh! Let's see who's coming it's, in it's, to put an end to the madness. Festivus. Yeah, Festivus. And joining us on the Cadena Sada is our friends from the Ring the Bell podcast, Pods Talk podcast that you can also listen to on the Believe uh, Network. We have Nick Ryder and former Padres closer, Heath Bell. Thanks for joining us, guys. I, I know there's this perception that we hate each other, but I think we can come together for 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 a coming of the minds, right? Of course. Oh, definitely. We, we can come together for a couple rounds. <laughs> All right, so I want to I, I want to start off with this. Let's. I know there's a lot of stuff we want to cover. the 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 show pods are coming into Chavez Ravine this weekend, but I, I want an update to hear it from you guys. Uh, you know, after the trade line, you guys won the trade deadline. You got Juan Soto. You gave up the farm. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. told me that what you guys gave up to get Soto was legit. What, yeah. what do you guys is that is that the same thing? Is he right? Um, do you want to go first and then I'll finish? Or yeah, I mean, I think the haul was pretty tremendous. If you look at all the guys that were in that package, they were top prospects and organizations for so long. But gone are the days where the Padres want to be prospect huggers. We want superstars like the Dodgers. I mean, you've got a right fielder and Mookie Betts that we need to compete with. So next best thing, Juan Soto. Um, and then, of course, all the other moves that they made at the deadline with Drury and Bell and Hader that really hasn't panned out yet. I'll let Heath discuss Hader in a minute, but you gotta you gotta fork up some money if you want to be able to contend in this AL or this NL West. Yeah, I mean, you definitely gotta if you're in. I mean, the Dodgers are spending the money like the Yankees did back in the '90s or late '90s to early 2000s. But it's one of those things. As name one team that has the best farm system that wins the world series, you know, the name of the farm system. Oh, this team has the number one farm system, this and that. Here's the thing. We can see it with the Dodgers. You can see it with multiple other teams. If you're, you have a prospect that's a stud, he comes up and he plays in the big leagues. How many times have the Padres at their top three prospects come up and have not done well, or even Very the top, often. top 10, top five. So, <laughs> Even though I didn't see the guys and Tony Gwynn Jr. is, you know, he's out there a little bit more than I am. Well, he's out there a lot more than I am. And he's probably seen the guys. Um, I I don't believe, I believe you give up your farm system for guys in the big leagues to win today. Because if you're trying to win tomorrow, what are you trying to do today? Lose? You know, this isn't basketball. This isn't football where we get the, we will look at college and say, oh, this is the best college guy coming out. We really want him. So we're gonna lose. We're gonna tank this year and lose all our games. I mean, you got to put guys in the farm system. And if if they're not moving up quick, then what are you doing? You know, uh, I liked Mackenzie Gore. I hate to see him go. I thought he he could have been a good pitcher. You know, um, not a potential number one, but a good, really good, solid two, maybe three guy that we could have for a long time. And we lost him. But you know, to get Soto, to get Bell, to get everybody that we've gotten, I think it shows the fans that they want to win now and they want to win this year and next year. And, and who do you have to win in the national league West? Who do you got to go through to win? You got to go through the Dodgers and the Dodgers. Every time they call somebody up, the guy's a stud. He does well right off. There's not too many guys that the Dodgers have called up that just kind of end up hitting 290 and stay there for a while. So it is what it is. 
Now, I, I love the move. I personally, you know, I, I think it's great that you guys go and get the I, – I want a competitive division. I think that's good for baseball. But since the trade deadline, I, I think you guys are actually playing better. But since the trade deadline, what are you guys? Correct me if I'm wrong. It's about 500 or are you guys above? I think it's, I think it's a little below 500. Is it's a it? little bit. Okay. So we, you we, had- we had a skid. We had a skid where there was some, some series dropped to some lesser opponents. We've had some blown leads. We've had some offensive woes. But it looks like they're finally getting back on the saddle. They've had I think the team morale away. was not good. We did the trade. And what the Tatis thing. Two days later, Tatis thing came out, and I think, gosh, in the locker room of what I've heard, guy, I mean, guys were like, well, we don't need anybody unless they're here. We don't need anybody else, this and that. That just shows me that Tatis wasn't around all season. He probably wasn't trying to help the team, support the team or whatnot. I don't know this to be sure, but it's just one of those things. I think they just kind of they were pissed and, and disappointed and hurt because getting a player like Tatis back is like a huge trade. You know, we were talking about if we don't make a trade deadline, we don't make a trade deadline, it's going to be okay because you're getting Tatis Jr., a bona fide, you know, superstar coming to the team. And then all of a sudden we go out and make big names and, you know, we go out and get, what, three, four guys, everything that we need, and we're also waiting for Tatis, and then it doesn't pan out. So I think the morale, everybody was up, and then everybody went down, and it's hard to get back up after you go back down. It yeah. just really is. Heath, I did. Uh, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like, so, I mean, you, the Padres made these moves, right? Everything's kind of coming together. Tatis is coming back, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets hit with a suspension. Like, like you think that really affected the team? Like, that put them kind of like because they're 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 expecting them to come back, right? And you know, things are probably going to go a lot better. You were in. You've been in that locker room. How does the team react? Like, what do they feel like? Is it, is it more like just disappointed in him? Are they like angry or they're like, what, what, what are they feeling after something like that from, you know, from Tatis, especially one of their leaders? You're feeling disappointed. You know, somebody let you down. Somebody was, you know, going to come through for you. And, you know, I'm trying to, I mean, it's almost like your girlfriend cheats on you or something, but she was really sorry. And you're just like, it, it, it can't happen. Like, no. You know, or like your best friend's girlfriend's hidden on you and then says, don't say anything about it. It's just something like, no, I, I can't. I, this just is horrible. This horrible news. And I think, it, I think the team said, you know, was disappointed, let down. And I, and I really d- think that affects you. I mean, we all know it. If you guys got girlfriends or wives and they're just mad at you all day long, you're like, you're just not in a good mood. You're, you're going to go and try to perform the best you can, but it's, it's hard, you know, when something is weighing on your mind and just like, man, why did he do that? Well, look at, we had a chance. I mean, and then you got to figure out how to get through all that, how to, you know, it's like harder when, when you're closing a game and all of a sudden you, you, you're not confident anymore because the bolt, the coach pulls you out or, something you know defense isn't playing right for you or somebody makes errors it's kind of hard to overcome that you know you 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 easily say oh it doesn't it doesn't affect me but we're all human it does affect you i mean it really does you know you bring up a very interesting uh point there about the human element heath because i think especially us fans we just assume these guys are robots and they're just going to go out there they're going to do the same thing if you are projected to be a 280 hitter you need to hit 280 and if you don't what what's wrong with you 
And we forget, just like you just mentioned right now, your wife gets mad at you. It, it, there's other elements that can affect the game that, that are mental. So the hater thing I keep hearing, and I don't know if this is true, and that's why I want you guys to verify. He's got some personal stuff going on in terms of the health of, uh, of his child. Is that, is that true? I saw that early on in the in the pregnancy or um, closer to the, the due date that they had some issues. But since then, I think his wife has come out and um, kind of clapped back a little bit and said that their baby is healthy okay. on social media. So I think things are looking better. But in that period in Milwaukee where he had some blow up appearances was around that time that they were having issues. So there might just be some residue from the fact that he had a couple bad outings and he's still mentally not on the mound where he should be. Yeah. Right. I think you're all human. I think that part happened. I was also telling Nick about our last podcast about he, all, he was really comfortable with their catchers in Milwaukee. Oh, they okay. had a, they had the scouting report. He had it down packed. And then when you go to a different team, all of a sudden you have different philosophies, how to get guys out, how to pitch to them. Cause like when I was with the New York Mets, it was all about, this is not how this is um, Rick Peterson was always about. This is how you pitch to guys. When I got to San Diego, they were like, this is how you get guys out. You know, Darren balls. Like, well, you both of them like, okay, how do you pitch to a guy? And then how do you get him out? And it's funny because Pedro Martinez was a teammate of mine and um, Tom Glavin in New York my last year. And they were all like, well, how do you, how do you get the guy out? I don't want to pitch to him. I want to get him out. I want to get him out with one or two pitches. How do you get him out? And he's like, well, this is what, this is how you pitch to him. And it's like, and San Diego's like, well, this, this, he gets out on this pitch a lot. This is his really good pitch. And this is how you get him out. So when you're changing pitching philosophies of how to call pitches and stuff, or if you don't agree with the catcher, I mean, I've had some catchers where just say, just throw what I put down and we'll get guys out. And I'm like, but I don't want to pitch that way. That's not how I pitch. Yeah, it's your like, career. Just, just listen to me. I will, you'll be fine. And it's like, well, if I give up a home run and it doesn't go against you, go against me. So because some of his pitches were down in the zone, I saw were on the on the corner. They just didn't have that conviction. They just didn't have that go ahead and try to hit this. It was more like, don't hit this one. Yeah. Try not don't hit this one far. That's what it looked like me on the mound. That's what he, it looked like. He secured a save in San Francisco, which we're happy about. He did look a little erratic in terms of his command, but he says it all the time about Bob Melvin. He's one of those managers that goes out and tries to exude confidence in those guys, right? They're having bad outings. He goes right back to the well and says, look, you're still our guy. Although Nick Martinez has been locking it down for a little bit as our closer, we're still going to need Josh Hader down the stretch. They need to give him that confidence back. And that's where Bob Melvin plays a key role. So yeah. I, I, I was surprised at how hard the rest of those, uh, everyone in that clubhouse went after Tatis. I, I just didn't expect that. So it was that is there. You had mentioned Heath that it just seemed like Tatis was just not there all year. Is there just like I, I had compared him to Puig. I know it's not apples to apples, but it got <laughs> to close. a point where, you know, with Puig, people were so fed up over here that they were just saying what like they weren't holding back anymore. You guys haven't even started paying Tatis yet. I mean, is. Do you guys feel that he can change course and this is no longer going to be something that's going to hover for him? Or is he going to be now an issue in the locker room? 
Now, I think what, I mean, the difference, I mean, I used to talk to Adrian Gonzalez all the time about <laughs> Yasio. So, um, like he's not, bat. Tatis was nothing like that in the locker room. I think what it is, is Tatis Jr. has this, all this young talent. He's a big, you know, big kid. He's young or immature, I guess, or young in the head or whatever you want to call it. Hasn't matured in the head yet or whatnot, grown up, I it's guess. But, he, he's been coddled his entire life. He's got yeah. he has rich MLB parents. So I take, I take it like um, Pablo Sandoval in San Francisco. You know, Pablo became really good, and then one offseason came back like 60 pounds heavier. And so what the Giants did was – okay, well, we're only going to let you go to Venezuela a couple weeks out of the year in the offseason, and we're going to set you up in San Diego so you can't eat three or four pizzas every night and because that's just what he would do. And, I mean, I love the guy to death. The guy's great, but it just it happened that way. So I think Tatis will be fine. I think San Diego just has to pay attention a little bit more and just can't trust him 100%. But I think in two two years, I think Tatis will understand, like, hey, okay, I should do this. I shouldn't do that because like in spring training, it was, you know, did you hurt it, hurt it during the motorcycle crash? Which one? And then when he apologized to everybody, he said, well, I'm going to have my arms, I'm going to have shoulder surgery, arm surgery that he never wanted to get done, you know, and that's fine. He really wanted to play. I respect him for that. But then he, after that quote, he goes, well, so I guess I'm going to be in San Diego for all off season. And it's like, you were told that you're staying here. You know, that's somebody that got in trouble, but I think he's going to be fine. The talent that he has, if he just goes out and plays and learns, and I think Machado probably did the same thing in Milwaukee or in Baltimore, but we didn't know about it because we weren't there. And, you know, about throwing the bat when he gets mad at certain guys and they weren't really a good team back in the day. So I think everybody has a little bit of growing pain, especially when you get to the big leagues, when you're that young, um, because like Nick said, you know, you're coddled, you're there, whatever you do, it's okay because you're, you're so-and-so or you're so-and-so's kid. Um, like my kids in Arkansas right now in college, not once I was harder on him than any other kid that I coached. You know, I was like, I'm not cuddling you. Like you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to earn it. So. But uh, that's the, the stuff that was said, he, don't you, I mean, when you're in the locker room with those guys, wasn't that all behind closed doors? I just don't remember players, like I said, with Puig, it was towards the end, players openly going to the public saying exactly what you're just saying. He's immature. He needs to, like, wouldn't that be done behind closed doors and be like, hey, man, get your shit together. We need you. I will um, say real quickly, I think that a lot of it comes down to the fact that he wasn't around the organization enough okay. this season that players were like, I mean, we might as well just say it for the media. Cause he's not here to hear it. You know? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's what happened. I mean, if here's the thing, if a guy's not in the locker room, how can you get mad at him? You know, if he wasn't supporting you all year, like, you know, April, May, June wasn't in there. I mean, cause where are you rehabbing? And, like my, my son's like, he told me, he's like, it could have been an accident with the cream. And I'm like, well, you're hearing all these different stories. Like, why don't you go to the team doctor? Why is he back over here if he's rehabbing? So I don't know why he did it. I kind of believe him partially and don't believe him the other half, but it, it's just one of those things. Like he just needs to grow up. And I think the, I think the teammates were upset because he wasn't there 
it wasn't in the you know it, it's different from being there all every home game and then not being there on road games or just showing up like once every two weeks you know is that so yeah and i also think a lot of it is as well is like he's such a a big piece of of baseball just in terms of a personality that i think his players or his teammates want him to feel like look man like the world needs to know the world needs to hear that like we're not exactly happy with what's going on like you need to mature you need to grow up this isn't the first time that we've been upset with you and we're not afraid to talk about it you know in front of the world and so for him he's got to get a little reality check and say okay you know what like this is more than just about me like i need to, i need to be more about my team you know my image is is so important right now and my legacy is so important at 23 years old but he's got so much time to rebuild his legacy and his career and gain the trust back of his teammates and the fans of course too i see a lot of padres fans on twitter and facebook and wherever they post we're selling our Tatis jerseys. We're trading them in. Like, come on. Like, he's he's going to hit a home run, you know, his first game back, and you guys are going to cry and, and be, you know, cheers yeah, of joy. You're going to love him again. Exactly. So, I think he's just young, and you do you do stupid mistakes when you're young. I just That's all it is. So you guys are coming in this weekend, and look, the division's over, right? The division's over. However, I, mean, I still do. got a chance, man. Still that, got a chance. Uh, that's true. That, that's true. What's the magic number again right now, babyface? 14? Four, 14. <laughs> so I think. You did though, lose <laughs> Well, like the injury, the baseball guys are upset with us. The injuries are coming real at the quickly, worst time. At the quickly, worst time. Now that we're talking about Gonsolin, just real quickly. Yeah. Don't you think there's a sliver of a chance that he could totally blow up in the postseason? I feel like he's one. Of oh, those guys. I, I look. I was telling these guys over here because I'm the Prince of Darkness over here. You mean to tell me you're comfortable with Gonsolin going against Scherzer, Gonsolin going against Degrom if you face the Mets, or even Max Fried if you get the Braves? I, I, I'm a little nervous about that. Look, the Dodgers starting pitching. I'm, a, I'm a little nervous. Come, you know, the playoffs. But here's the interesting thing. I think you guys are going to end up in the fifth spot because the Cerveceros, there's no way. They're too inconsistent. I don't think they're ever going to fight for that sixth spot. But I do see you guys overtaking the Phillies for that fifth spot. Would you guys rather deal with the Braves in the first round or deal with the, the Cardinals right now who seem to be like red hot? I, I want the Braves. Sorry, I want the Cardinals. I want nothing to do with the Braves right now. And let's just, if we keep this six spot right now, the road would be the Cardinals. And then if we beat the Cardinals, it would be the Mets. We wouldn't have to play you guys. I don't want to play you guys until the very end. By then, all our pitchers will be hurt, Nick. So yeah, yeah. you guys will be, you'll be fine. Exactly. What, what do you think, Heath? I mean, does it matter? I mean, do you guys actually, when you guys are playing, do you actually look at matchups? Or is that just bad karma? No, honestly, I think the coaching staff looks at the matchups. I think players, I mean, we look at it, but honestly, we're, I think the Padres right now are just worried about just getting in and they're not worried about the, the sixth spot, the fifth spot or whatnot. They're just like, okay, let's just get in, let's get in. And as soon as they get in, I think they'll start looking, but I don't think we're going to have any time. It'll be like, we'll get in and there'll be two games left. So it, it will be, all right, who do we play? You know, I just really hope that, you know, we have a month left of the season. I really hope the last week we start really getting hot. I mean, that's whoever gets hot right at the at the, the end of the season has the best chance. So I don't I don't really care if we we play the Braves, Phillies, Cardinals. I know we have some bad history with the Cardinals, but so did the Dodgers until they end up beating them. So um, 
it doesn't really matter. I just want us not limping to go into the playoffs. I just want us to get into the playoffs, and you just never know what could happen. So, so speaking of limping, what are you guys? What are your biggest concerns going into the in the postseason? Like, what's happening with Sean Manaya? Why, why is he struggling so much? Not getting the ball down. <laughs> He's kidding. You know, I, I really think the pitching, it's, it's the lack of confidence. I mean, it, I don't believe that the con the guys out there feel like they have to um, only give up like one run a game. Um, I just, I feel like they're, they're not pitching with conviction. That's, that's what I'm watching on TV and stuff. It's, it just seems like they're just throwing pitches instead of going, I'm going to throw this by you. You're going to swing and miss at this. You can just see it, you know, confidence, that body language and the facial expression. Um, but, you know, I'm not I'm not in their own head. I'm not there. I know they're confident, but it just it's just what I see on the outside. And it, it's almost like they're trying to win, you know, they're trying to go 100 pitches and go a complete game but it's like every pitcher throws 100 pitches and through five innings you know yeah, yeah. throw strike one strike two let's go let's get people out the yeah. first two pitches i mean we darren balsley had a motto three or less pitches get somebody out in three or less pitches if you get somebody out three or less pitches you can't walk them and you're gonna throw very minimum pitches even if you give up a hit so um i just think the philosophy is a little bit different if the guys could come together like they did early in the year, do you remember the the starting pitching early in the year? They were fooling around, joking around with us, and I know winning breeds that, but they need to get back to that where they're a yeah. tight knit family, fun. and I think they'll go really far if they do that. Yeah, just have fun, and I think right now for Manaya, there's a, a few things that are probably in his head. One, it's a contract year; he's gonna be a free agent next year. He wants to get some money, so that's in his head. And two, he might be losing his job. You know, if he has a couple more bad starts, or I don't even know how much. I don't know how long the leash is here, but I'm not comfortable putting that guy out there in very close games right now. So is pitching your, the biggest concern for you, Nick? Have they resolved their offensive uh, woes? I still think that the offense is the biggest is the biggest concern right now because one, two, and three I think are fine. Musgrove, Darvish, Clevenger. I think those are your one, two, and three of heading into the playoffs if you're making playoffs. Bullpen – They've had flashes of greatness. They've they've had some woes as well, but there's definitely some guys that have stuff that I'm confident in. That I think they can they can reel it in. They're a little bit overworked. The offense has been the struggle. I mean, the identity just doesn't really hasn't really taken shape. Like the the game that they exploded against for um, I don't remember how many Giants. runs it was, but it was the first it was the first game back against uh, Kansas City. They were attacking first pitch every every time, and they were just stroking it and. Throughout the season, they they're you know walking here, taking pitches right down the middle, you know striking out, looking backwards K here, backwards K there, and so I feel like the philosophy in the in in the dugout in terms of hitting just wasn't there. Um, so they they need to figure it out quickly because they can't afford to go on another you know skid as an offensive unit. So what do you expect? Because we we go we got them in LA, and then we go down to San Diego. I mean, are you guys going to be playing us like you're playing for the World Series? Or, I mean, if, if, if you guys don't win two out of three in any of these series, 
what's it going to do to your guys' morale? I mean, we got to win at least one. I don't think we've I don't think we've won a series against you guys since like last year. Oh my gosh! Remember the beginning of the season, Nick, when we talked and how optimistic you were about the show pods and the Dodgers. Now it's resorted to you just wish you won one game. Seriously, we had. When was the last time we beat you guys? Actually, yeah. like the last time we won a game against you guys. Babyface yeah. is really good at this stuff. Do you remember no. Babyface? I mean, it was like last May. I think Dodgers have won like 17 of 19, like since then or something like that. It's absurd. I mean, I mean, I think this weekend is huge for the Padres just for morale sake. Because if they come in like last time and get swept or whatever it is, two out of three games, if they lose that, I think it's especially with the Padres kind of, okay, on a high note, they just, you know, they won a series in San Francisco. They're coming in, you know, Dodgers are coming in from a road trip. You know, Padres got to win some games just for their morale sake. But you know, yep. like I said if if Dodgers come in and win two out of three, if they sweep, you know, it's not, it's not going to be looking good I, for the Padres. I think I think if we get swept here in this series, is a hot take. I don't think we're making the playoffs. I think <laughs> it, I, I think the team morale is going to be like if we cannot beat these damn guys. Like, what's the point? You know, well, we got to really... figure, we, we figure Go something either. out. I, I just don't think the Brewers are good enough to catch you guys, even if you guys yeah. slump. I I mean, the Brewers are losing games to the Cubs. Yeah, Brewers aren't playing that good. Yeah, but the Brewers, you know, it just they're kind of a streaky team where we haven't really rebounded since Tatis. I mean, we're kind of – we're just – we haven't really played well. We finally played well against San Francisco. We didn't even play well against the Royals, and the Royals are a bad team. So – so, so let, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. We're, we'll, we'll hop out on this. If for some reason, let's say the worst case scenario, you guys don't make the playoffs this year. What happens to you guys going into next year? What happens to us? Yeah, well, first like, of all, is someone going to hit the panic button? Is someone going to think? I think AJ probably gets fired. We've, we've well, talked about this already. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like we're making the playoffs. Right. But if I can guarantee AJ Preller getting fired, I want to not go to the playoffs this year. <laughs> he doesn't like AJ at all. So, For a couple so you, reasons, though. So you think that that last move, that Soto, that's like his last shot? Like, if, So they got to make the playoffs this year. If they don't, yep. he's, he's gone? I think it would be the best move for them. I really do. I yeah, mean, I mean, at this point, at this point, AJ has gotten them Tatis and Soto. It's like, all right, thanks, AJ. Now let's get someone who can come and actually build a championship team. Is there a scenario where you guys end up trading Soto in that last year if things don't go well for you guys? Yeah, for sure. To try to rebuild the farm system. Definitely. I think it's always, but you don't try to rebuild the farm system because you can just go and draft people. Look at – do you think um, the Dodgers will rebuild their farm system? Do you think Tampa rebuild their farm The Yankees, any the Cardinals with through trades or through good drafting and good coaching in the minors, developing guys. That's where you'd get farm system. You know, everybody in the minor leagues throws really hard. Everybody can hit the ball really far, but can everybody hit a curveball? Can everybody recognize the spins? Can everybody hit their spots? Throw multi, three or four pitches. I think it's it's the coaching staff and it's the developing in the minor leagues to help your big league club. And I, and I could see us trading Soto if things don't go well in his last year before free agency, but I could also see us trying to sign him and say, okay, we, we want you here. Maybe not a 10 year, 15 year deal, but we want you here for four or five years. Yeah. You know, so, our, our owner has been very vocal about wanting to bring him on. 
Yeah, but Boris, I, I, I think Boris is going to force him to be a free agent just to get that. I, I think what they're, I know Alonzo believes this, that they're after the, the, the yearly average. That's the high number that they, that they want to get. Because to turn down all the money he's already turned down, it's like, man, the next day you could have a catastrophic injury, man. Yeah. Well, but here's wouldn't the thing. you take the money? Well, here's the thing. Let's just say, you know, I know football is coming up and we're talking about baseball. Let's just say you're a first-round pick with Detroit Lions, and they're just horrible. And then it's your second year, and they want to pay you a billion dollars. Would you just say, okay? Or you have a chance to say, no, I don't want the money. I want to go play for a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Where now Soto has a chance in San Diego. I think San Diego has a chance. Now they need a couple – they need to put some things together or – bring in a piece or two you know it's hard to say what that actually is but the dodgers did it a few years ago and putting it together that's kind of the the thing you got to figure out how to put it together and it's really hard to get a bunch of stars and put it together with nothing goes wrong and we've had the tatis thing go wrong we've had other things go wrong so it's just been okay so now what do we do so i think you you give the padres a year or two you know, like anything can happen this year in the playoffs, and I believe we're going to get there. The only way I don't want us to go is if, you know, AJ's <laughs> gone. And then um, it's just one of those things that I think the Padres have a chance the next couple of years to do something special, and but they just got to keep building. I really do. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the hosts of Ring the Bell Pods Talk, the uh, the conflicted Heath Bell, and yeah. the well, who I used to think was an eternal optimist, and Nick. Now I, I'm afraid I'm rubbing off on you and being the Prince of Darkness, Nick. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, if you guys just want to know more about baseball, listen to these guys. They're on Believe. They're on our network. Check them out. It's uh, Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Go Padres. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, the Ring the Bell pod uh, uh, podcast, guys. Heath Bell and Nick Ryder. Uh, I actually think they're going to fire AJ Preller no matter what. I know that's probably more like Juan Ramirez thinking, you know, doom and gloom and all that shit. But I I think Heath is right. That, that I think they're going to fire him because they need to find a guy to get the championship thing going. Uh, and, and AJ is just not that guy. Um, n- not a knock on AJ. I mean, he got him Juan Soto and, and Tatis, right? But and he got Joe Musgrove and he got a couple other guys. But uh, but I, I agree. I I don't think he might be the guy. Uh, I did find it interesting though that you Conor McGregor walked up into that podcast one, all full of optimism about your uh, your fighting Los Angeles Dodgers, and then you walked into this live. I I didn't join the the the, the recording of that because I was traveling to Florida. Um, and then you're, you're, you're a heel here. I am conflicted myself. You could, you could see it already in that, in that, in that pod, in that interview right there. Yep. And, and for those of you watching, if you notice, Alicia's no longer on the show right now because she, she, had she, an just, anxiety she just, she just couldn't take it. She, yeah. she says she had to go light some candles, get Olympia, you know, just wash off this bad taste. of this What episode, Juan so. needs to do when Olympia. You're, you're muted for It's probably for the best, but you're muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, it is for the best. Well, we're, we're up against it. So let's just recap. Let's do something positive what? and think about uh, recap last week's picks. Okay. Because nobody won. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody won. Not even our listeners. Not even our listeners. I mean, we had so much optimism. Five and two. Sports Empire went with a six and one. And none of it happened. I, of course, went with three and four. That didn't happen. El Ramos, I didn't see you on the lie today, El, but he went two and five. So What did you say the, uh, the, the final line was, the official final line? The official four final and line? Three. It was four and three. Yeah, the Dodgers went four and three. I'm just surprised like, that like, you're not reaching right now, doing the baby face thing and, and moving the goalposts, saying that you well, oh. well, no, like like one like to say if if the Dodgers would have won today, then you know I would have won, and I think Alonso. No, 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 that's what you like to say all the time. He's like, I was close. I should get points for being close, and it just doesn't work that way. So, looking into next week's schedule, they have three games against the Show Pods over the weekend, and then they have three games against. The Gigantes, so only six games. So, Alonso, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go second only because I, I got to do a little bit of pondering. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm hedging, I, I'm a betting man, as you know, not just because Bet Online presents our show, but, uh, but I, 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 I'm just doing a little pondering. Go, uh, go ahead, uh, Juan. I'm going to go five and one. Wow. Wow. I, I set the gauntlets. So now, now you guys can go ahead. Philip Lopez going six and oh. Go ahead, Roger. See, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell Again, you why I'm. Uh, let me tell. Can I tell you the reason why I'm holding off a little bit? Um, I'm. I think you were. You, you hit the nail on the head, Juan. Where I think that the Padres are going to go in there and kind of play like it's their World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the Giants one is always a toughie because the Giants play the Dodgers really hard. Yeah, um, but but the Dodgers have swept them the last two times too. Right, but but I mean they're, they're gonna they're I mean they're and they're also facing the guys for the Padres. They're fighting Clevenger, uh, playing uh, Clevenger, Darvish, and Manaya. Um, and, and I, I agree with Heath that my man needs to figure out how to keep the ball down. But uh, oh man, but also the Dodgers have their horses going too. I'm gonna go. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what? Fuck it, six and zero. Oh. All right. Cool. Now we're so, talking. So I'm going to go four and two. And wow. Alicia, Alicia said she's going four and two as well. Okay. So we have a push here, basically. Oh, no, no. You went five and one, right? Juanito? Yeah, I went five and one. Okay. Also, for those of you listening that are still here after the Festivus episode, uh, <laughs> uh, chime in with your predictions as well. Uh, as as uh, Juan mentioned, we like to uh, – to hedge our bets with you guys and uh, and see who who did well. Uh, I will say this: that it's interesting that the Dodgers. Obviously, it's just the scheduling gods. They they have three now against the Padres at, at Dodger Stadium, three uh, three uh, at a uh, at Petco Dodger Stadium South. Um, I think that series may be flipped on its head looking ahead because it's at their place. Um, but again, it all depends too what happens here because the Dodgers may also. Get, I mean, anything can happen in baseball. They can get swept since they're taking their foot off the gas pedal, much to Juan's uh, disapproval. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. I uh, will see. I just think they play much better at home. Oh, no, 100%. And uh, so that's why I, I think they'll take two out of three from the show pods. And I think they're going to sweep the Giants because the Giants, I think, are just going through it right now. The yeah. Gigantes just do not look good. Maybe they've already checked out for the rest of the season. Also, I mean, they're you know they're trying to stay healthy. But I, again, I, going back to the Padres, um, uh, the, the insight that Heath gave 
I did not know that Heath did not like AJ Preller. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Sports Empire going with the oh, one in five. Five. Damn it. Wait, did did you have your phone in your hand, Juan? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Just because I, I feel like I feel like the, there's the it's too much of a coincidence for me at this point. Yeah, I've I've never seen them in the same room. No. Uh, <laughs> you, you ever seen that movie Snake Eyes? That's just what happened. There was a Snake Eyes moment right there. Um, I, I I didn't know that that Heath did not like AJ. Honestly, I did not know that. And uh, I I also am, was a little taken aback by the the eternal optimist Nick Kreider not right? being optimistic about about that. But I did find it interesting. Remember how when we talked about the Tatis thing a little while ago, um, that that the immaturity thing was a part of it, and it was interesting to hear that point come out from Heath as well. That the, it sounds like that locker room was not overly excited about what was going on, but also just just more or less, hey, he's not here to hear it from us, so we're gonna take it to him. I, I mean that that that's one of the reasons why I think AJ Preller is also gonna be fired because normally that stuff is dealt with in house, and the fact that it's not being dealt with in house like that, that's concerning for me as someone that's been in a clubhouse before. So I mean, either way, I think he's done. No, we shall see. Yes. Uh, so to leave this traumatic episode for everyone who was listening. Whose fault is that, by the way? Uh, that's for, for Sports Empire. I'll, I'll leave this for you. The cream always rises to the top. The oh, cream. So oh, I may be down in this episode, but the cream, the cream will rise to the top. Why, uh, why would you disparage uh, random man, Randy Macho Man Savage like that after you have disparaged the Dodgers <laughs> as you just did for an hour? Uh, for those of you that joined us, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, the airing of grievances will continue again next week at some point. We will do a live. Uh, you, you guys will be the first to know. We'll tweet all that out. Uh, but seriously, thank you guys for joining us. We, we really in- enjoy the, uh, the engagement as well. Even if it's Juan pretending to be Sports Empire in the comments, I don't, I don't know. It's impressive that you can do two things at once. I'll give you that. Um, but for those of you that have joined us, thank you again. Uh, give us your predictions on the Twitter, on the Instagram, wherever it may be. And uh, and as always, from your boys Alonso Juan, Babyface Kimmick, and Sky Roger, and uh, the 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 Princess of Picolandia, who's currently in a sage room somewhere. Uh, we we thank you for joining us, and we will catch you on the next one. Go Dodgers. And uh, this episode was brought to you by... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Bet Online. Online. Yeah, it was a long one. Sorry. Uh, it's presented by Bet Online. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, betonline.ag. Uh, Bet Online were the... Uh, 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 that presents the episode. So please go check them out. Uh, but we'll catch you on the next one. It's been a long day. I traveled across the damn country. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.